Coventry Hospital Radio. Now we've got a special treat. If you've had got your visitors by your bed now, go onto the speaker unit. They can all listen into this, okay? It's going to be really good. We uh, are celebrating this year the Royal National Lifeboat Institution's 200th anniversary and it was founded in 1824 and to celebrate this today we are well let me welcome ken fitzpatrick to the show ken is lifeboat operations manager at Puthlintingan on the slim peninsula in north wales he's on the phone link now hello ken hi bob thank you for coming on the show that's really good of you and uh, we'll get to the 200th 200th wedding <laughs> i call it a wedding anniversary early 200th anniversary but first ken tell us about your role what it is in the rnli but at this moment in time, um, uh, the role is life operations manager. And my task is um, to receive a call from the Coast Guard when anybody's in trouble. And then I authorise the launch of our boat. Uh, get in touch with the coxswain, tell him where he's going, and uh, away we go. As simple as that. <laughs> so how do you alert them? Because in the old days, it was maroons going off, wasn't it? It was. Now it's all pages and uh, SMS <laughs> and telephones. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, a long time's passed uh, since those days. Indeed, I remember hearing those in Llandidno on a holiday once, and I said to my dad, "What the devil's that?" Anyway, we found out, and they have to trundle the lifeboat out there, didn't they, across the road on Llandidno, across the promenade into the down the beach to launch it. But you've got a slipway where you have. We have, yes, one of the longest slipways in the country. Uh, it's quite a shallow gradient, gradient, but uh, as I say, it's uh, it's quite long. And what's it like going down on that ride? <laughs> Um, it's a, well, you get used to it because I've done it so many times. But um, if you ever take anybody out, uh, I think that's the most exciting part of it. I think <laughs> when the pins pulled and it's a point of no return, and off the boat trundles and shakes, and then a big splash, and uh, you're away. Great stuff. Now um, you joined very early on in life. It's been almost man and boy job, this, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I joined the RLI seventeen years, when I was seventeen years old in 1976, and on and off. Um, I've been there for 44 years. Uh, part of it as, uh, as full-time, including uh, a crew member, a full-time mechanic and a coxswain. And now I've reached the stage of uh, volunteer life and operations manager. Now, during this time, how many people have you saved lives? Uh, well, now I've got some facts. We, In my time, in the, during this time, we launched 942 times. Good grief. We've actually aided of 910 people and saved 120 lives. Wow. The, when, when people get their life saved apart from being incredibly grateful i'm sure and relieved and all the rest of, do they actually stay in touch with you yes they do what you've got to remember is that the rnl is a voluntary organization and we do these launches and these rescues um off our own back basically all the, the crew are volunteers they give up the time and they're very committed to this and uh, of course we don't charge so when people see the big orange and blue boat turn up um, you know, the, the look at the, the thankfulness on their faces and the gratitude um, is beyond belief. And, uh, and they're also very generous most of the time. And as I say, uh, they come and visit the station afterwards. Yeah, I bet they do. That's really good they do that as well. And of course, some, we've seen it a lot on television, BBC Two series Saving Lives at Sea, which had yeah. made it really dramatic and shown exactly what you do. It's, it's, it's incredible. Now, I gather you've been awarded the British Empire Medal. <laughs> yes, I have. And that's about the community, though, isn't it, that one? Yes, it is. Um, I'm, and, you know, I was shocked to get it, but I'm hugely proud of the work I've done with the RNLI. And the institution has been a huge part of my life for as long as I can remember. But it's always been part of me, but it's a big family. And this award is for everyone involved in that family, the family of Protestant Science, but not the family, you know, the, all the people that you get to know and uh, are there 
to make the RLI work and to make it uh, as good an organisation as it is. Very well said, Ken. Now, this community issue is quite... Now, people getting called to go for a shout, to go on the boat because they've got a rescue to do, is there a limit to how far away they can live from Portlandine? There used to be. uh, It used to be within 10 minutes, basically. But now we have this, um, this... If you're available during the day, and you're within the village, or maybe you work away, but you're available at night. So there is that element of it. But basically, we can get the boat from the pager out into the water within 10 minutes. Good grief. That's incredible. Um, okay. Now, the other thing is, when you, when you go out, you're going to get all sorts of people, some commercial activity, I guess, commercial boats, fishing trawlers and things like that. What about holidaymakers? Yes, of course you do. Um, it, it's it's a, a holiday route. People going up and down the Irish Sea by yachts. Um, things happen, and we tow quite a few yachts in. There's also a small fishing fleet. I mean, not far from the commercial shipping lane, so anything could happen out there. But what people don't realise is um, sometimes we will launch to animals. I'll give you an instance: a dog. And people say, "Why do you launch to a dog?" And we'll say, "Who takes the dog for a walk? What happens when the dog goes over the cliff? Mm. What does the owner do when the dog goes over the cliff?" He goes after the dog. And what do we do? End up rescuing both of them. That, that's good. In terms of advice to people coming from uh, here, we are in the West Midlands in Coventry. What advice would you give to holidaymakers by the seaside? Well, we're on part of the, of the Wales coastal path. I mean, there's an awful lot of walkers. And just take care. But if anything does happen, obviously, or you see anything when you're on the beach, dial 999 and ask for us, and we will be there as soon as we can. And the 999 call goes through to the unit and they go to the Coast Guard, which alerts you. That's the chain, yeah. is it? Coast Guard, or, or they ask, it's Coast Guard or police or whatever, but yeah, ask yeah. for the Coast Guard and, uh, and lifeboat. Right, excellent. Okay, well, we're talking with Ken Fitzpatrick. He's a, a lifeboat operations manager at Lifeboat Station on the Lynn Peninsula, and uh, we're going to come back to, to him in a moment. This is Coventry Hospital Radio. Yes, and uh, we've had the, uh, the, a nice piece of music there, Home from the Sea, it fitted nicely, and we're talking with Ken Fitzpatrick. Lifeboat Operations Manager at Puffton Dane and the Flynn Peninsula. Do you like that piece of music, Ken? Yes, uh, I feel a bit seasick now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a colleague of mine on the station who was uh, promoting this interview, on, uh, I think on, on Sunday on his show, he found this piece of music. Got to thank him for that. <laughs> he sourced it out. So I thought I'd pick it up as well. Fishermen, friends and Sheringham, shantymen. Now, Ken. Talking to you because of the 200th anniversary, but talking to you about lifeboats anyway. Just one more thing about what goes on in the in the village, fishing village where you are. I mean, how many people are in the fishing village and how many people are involved in the lifeboat? Well, believe it or not, the, the, there are some fishing boats, but it's not the fishermen that make up the bulk of the crew because they're at sea uh, earning their living most of the time. It's mainly, we've got 30 crew members and seven shore crew members, and they're mainly builders, uh, publicans, uh, all sorts of IT people, uh, chefs, hoteliers, you know, right across the board. Um, anybody is welcome. Anybody, irrelevant of their um, of their experience, uh, it can join the lifeboat station. I would encourage people to do that at every opportunity because we need you. Is there a problem? Do you have a local problem? It doesn't sound like it, but do you have a local problem getting volunteers? No, we don't at the moment. I wouldn't have thought so. But if you take it the, across, across, the, uh, across Britain, is there a problem? Um, there are various places um, that where there are very isolated stations, but on the whole, um, we're very well supported. That's excellent. And uh, do you have a lifeboat days there at Pothinder? Yes, we do. Always the first Sunday in August. Oh, remember that, folks. If you're on holiday in that area, on the Clinton Peninsula, <laughs> go down. First August, 
Uh, first Sunday in August. Go and say hello to Ken as well. Uh, now then, um, let's think about this 200th anniversary. How is the RNI celebrating it, Ken? Well, you know, it's a huge milestone in the, in the, in, in the life of the RNLI. And uh, what we're doing is, you know, it, we're commemorating 200 years of saving lives at sea and the remarkable history of the RNLI uh, and, and the people that, you know, the ethos of the RNLI has stayed the same. The volunteers are still there. We can't do without them. Um, the, the, the people who donate money, the, the general public who, who, who donate to us. We, we need them to go into the future as well as, uh, as future crews. But we're also celebrating um, the technology and the advancement we've made with our vessels, you know, from rowing boats to, uh, to state-of-the-art craft we have now. And plus, it gives us a, a chance to inspire people, you know, future crews, supporters and fundraisers. Mm. So if uh, somebody listening wants to uh, donate, what do they do? Just get in touch with the RNLI. And I'm just, just, I know you're in Coventry, and Coventry's landlocked, but <laughs> a, little, uh, a little snippet of information. Good. Coventry has a fundraising branch of the RNLI, and it has for the last 125 years. Good grief. <laughs> so That's excellent. That's excellent. Who, who wants to go and do something, help the, the fundraising branch, take boxes around, sell cards, they're there. And most major major city in the UK has a fundraising branch. So it's not, we cannot survive without these fundraisers. They're the ones that are there to enable us to carry on into the future. And it, it can't, must cost a lot to launch a lifeboat. Um, yes, I can't put a price on that because obviously the, there's the, uh, there's the it, it costs to run the station for the year in utilities. It, 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 it costs the diesel, the fuel and everything else. So, so you can't really, but I, I'm not sure. I can't give you any figures on what we. Or I, I, all I know is it's in the it's in the hundreds of millions that it costs to run the institution. Yeah, indeed. In so, so if someone in Coventry wants to find that uh, fundraising um, connection and uh, and even help, yep. they'll find it on the website presumably. Yeah, just just Google Go- Google it. Uh, Coventry fundraising branch, and it'll pop up there with phone numbers and and the lead person that's there. Coventry Fundraising Branch for the RNLI. Okay, yep. go and search for it, guys. That'll be the good thing to do. Right then. And um, what else is the celebration going to be? Well, obviously, the um, it's 200 years from actually next Monday, ah. the uh, 4th of March. Yes. And uh, this all comes about um, when Sir William Hillary founded the RNLI in 1824 in the Isle of Man. And uh, during that time, uh, the crews, it's not just lifeboats we have now, it's lifeguards, and they've actually saved very nearly 150,000 lives in that time. And again, it's all funded by voluntary contributions, which makes it incredible, you know, because, you know, the RNLI, to me, is, is one, if not the best um, maritime search and rescue organization in the world. I bet it is. That's brilliant. Okay, that's terrific. And uh, did, I, did I pick something in the press about a Westminster Abbey uh, ceremony oh, sorry, on Monday? Yes, the main the, the main celebration is, ah. and I'm actually going down on Sunday. You are, it, um, yeah, uh, with the second cox, and we're taking our wives, and we've been invited to Westminster Abbey to, to a special um, service. And who's the president? Who's, sorry, who is the president of the RNI? The Duke of Kent, and he'll be there presumably. Yes, he's getting on. I've met him a couple of times, and he's a really lovely chap. Great. Well, it's wonderful, Ken, hearing all about it. I've always been a, a supporter of it. And always, uh, if I'm wandering past a lifeboat station, I tend to go in if it's open and say hello. Um, and, we're, yeah. we're, we're open five to seven days a week, seven days a week during the summer, and anybody who's welcome to walk through the door and they can be shown around. That's brilliant. 
Ken, thank you very much for your time coming on the show today. Really appreciate it with all that information as well. It's terrific. And wonderful work you and your colleagues do. Terrific. Thank you very much, Ken. Thank you, Bob. Bye-bye for now.